0: welcome back to Corn to Norm. How was your little break?
1: (laughs) How is everyone doing? It's Liv here. And I'm Zoe. And welcome back once again, reeling in on that spring break for some. Zoe, why don't you kick us straight into that high of the week?
0: My high is gonna have to be having a little bit of a tan. I just got back from Florida, as you guys know. So I got a little bit of color, um, feeling a little bit uh, just, you know, have that vitamin D in me, I'm feeling a lot better. Woo!
1: My high has got to be being able to see some friends over the weekend. I got to see a couple of my um, sorority sisters that have graduated. I got to spend some time with them. I tried IHOP for like the third time ever. So that was <laughs> a fun
0: experience. <laughs> Yeah, Liv had a crazy weekend, so I can't wait for her to share that. Honestly, though, for Lowe's, my low is going to have to be that I'm a little bit stressed about getting some homework done. I'm super excited that my family's coming this weekend, but I'm a little bit nervous that I'm not going to be able to get everything done that I want to get done before they get here. So I'm a little bit stressed right now, but I'm glad we're recording, getting this kind of off of our plates.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. My low has just got to be seeing everyone that I know on spring break. I have two more weeks to go, and then I have a lovely Chicago public school break uh, the first week of April, so super pumped to have some time off just to relax, let loose, um, maybe not grade stuff all day, every day (laughs) um, for a little bit, so that's what I'm really pumped about, which is also kind of a low for me but um as we were saying you guys heard the first part part 1 of our little the do's and don'ts of college 101 going out and last time that you guys were on our podcast you heard us discuss a little bit about like our timelines of getting ready uh how to feel most confident in and like What happens before the actual event?
0: Yeah, so tonight we're kind of going to talk a little bit more about what actual party scenes look like. Not that Liv and I are super, super experienced with like intense party scenes, but we can definitely give you the 411 of what it's like to be going out in a college town and kind of the do's and don'ts of party life. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about, telling some stories. Uh, Liv and I, as we mentioned a little bit before, went through a little bit of a phase where we went out quite a bit. So we're going to kind of touch on that, uh, touch on some things we learned Um, and then kind of what the aftermath of going out looks like.
1: Yeah, what kind of food everyone's cooking up at night? What are the sh- sleeping arrangements, such as me uh going into Zoe's room to debrief after the end of the night, all that fun jazz.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think we're gonna kind of start with the different ways that people go out here. Um, obviously most of our experience comes from Illinois, but Liv did go to Wisconsin-Madison for a semester. Uh, we got friends at different schools, so we're we'll kind of give you uh try to give you a little bit of an overview but obviously most of our experience comes from Illinois. So it's our little disclaimer. Um, But I think, do we want to start with frat parties? I feel like that's kind of the first thing most people experience.
1: Yeah, so we divided this into four, five-ish categories, ranging from stuff that happens at universities. So if you're someone who's looking to go to U of I, this is um, probably the podcast for you. And then also we'll touch a little bit about like going out in like a city. So think Chicagoland area, Um as we're kind of going into like the age of 21. Um, and for those of you that don't know, at U of I, the legal age to get into a bar is the age of 19. So technically Zoe and I will have never really broken any
0: laws when it comes That's, to entering an establishment. We've never broken laws entering an establishment. With that being said, there were a lot of times that underage drinking had occurred in those set establishments. And I will say that Liv and I off the record did participate in some of that. I but- played the fifth. That's kind of uh, some of the culture here at UI, especially if you come here. I think a lot of people learn. And I I think uh, what I tell people, especially at work, like touring, is that college is all about choices. Which ones you choose to make is up to you. So if you choose to go out, party all the time, you can. If you choose to stay in, you're still going to be able to make friends. You're still going to be able to have a great experience. It's all about what you're interested in. But with Liv and I uh, both kind of having interest in meeting lots and lots of people, I would say that I feel like the first place that I really went was a frat party when you're 18 that most people I would say at U of I at least uh, spend a lot of time at frat houses
1: yeah you usually go there you uh go with like the people living on your floor the people that like you become friends with through different organizations and we kind of want to go through the 4011 on safety when it comes to events like this obviously they're notorious for um particularly bad experiences you see them all the time on the news uh people not having the most safe, maybe the actions of other people. So we wanted to talk through what they kind of look like, what we did in the past, um, and then maybe like a story or two.
0: Yeah, I think, honestly, as far as safety goes, I feel like a lot of it we covered in the last episode. Like you should be going places in numbers, but I think that a lot of the frat party rules are general to, you know, going out in general. You shouldn't be going places alone because it's not really safe. Obviously we covered a lot of safety in the last episode. So... I wanna make sure that we obviously go over it a little bit, but not spend too much time on it just because a lot of these things we should be doing already. So here at U of I, I would say I have spent quite, uh, I've spent my fair share of time in fraternity houses, um, partying, having a good time, whatever. Obviously during COVID, it was a little bit different. I would say for Liv and I, we were really, really careful and did not really experience any of the party scene during that year, but my freshman year, Liv's freshman year, we had um, our fair share of fun. And uh, especially since we've gotten older, I think we've made some friends in fraternities, especially I have, that I will go kind of pop there, like have fun. For me, I think that fraternity parties are a lot more fun when you know the people in them. Where I think my freshman year, I was just so interested in meeting everyone that I could possibly meet. Um, And while that was a really good time, I think now that I'm a little bit older, I have a lot more fun when I'm surrounded by uh, people that I know. My female friends are all there. My guy friends are all there. Um, Those are like big pluses for me at fraternity houses these days. No, and to touch on what Zoe
1: said, so I am not one to really enter into a fraternity um, in daytime or night. I uh, stick away. I have only one, which will remain nameless for the sake of... um, (laughs) this podcast but um so there's like a couple like Zoe said that we have friends in but for the most part I'm I like stick really clear of it so when it comes to experiences and maybe Zoe telling us about uh some of her own I think she's the one to really kick us off
0: I definitely have had my fair share of fraternity house experiences. I think something that I've always really enjoyed about fraternities or I guess even campus in general is that you really never know like what kind of night you're going to have. So after unofficial two weeks ago, I definitely had a fun night, but it wasn't crazy. I was hanging out with some of my friends in a fraternity house, and um, it was kind of after things had started to die down, we were all just hanging out. There was probably 10, 15 of us. Around 2 in the morning, somebody kind of looked around and was like, it feels like a good night to watch the sunrise. So we... (laughs) All right, I guess we're doing it. And we had such a good time all, like literally just hanging out. It was kind of a random group of people. Like we all knew each other, but not super, super well. I was with a really close friend of mine, but then the rest of the people there were not as super close with me. So it was a really good time to just get to know people, have a um, good time, and things like that. Just don't, I don't know. I feel like, especially now that I'm a little bit older, I've stuck to my closer friends. So it was definitely a good opportunity. But with that being said, I was there till seven in the morning um which is kind of unlike me especially at our age now i say that like we're crazy old we're 22 but <laughs> but especially here on campus like kind of knowing things a little bit better. I don't tend to stay out that late, but it was definitely a really good time and definitely one of those things I'm going to remember for a long time.
1: I want to tell you guys a story about one of our friends. Uh, his name is Jacob and he plays the accordion and Zoe is the one that gets to see him play the accordion <laughs> in the evening. But for somewhere he's graded it. For anyone that asks, he has a list of songs that you can listen to or request. So shout out him if he's listening and he'll pull it out at random points in the night you know just to prove that he can still do
0: it yeah that's definitely kind of one of those random things that you'll see in a fraternity house jacob is a pretty good friend of mine for sure um and lives but it's kind of just one of those you'll never you really never know what you're gonna see um except for there you will always see jacob with an accordion as you should (laughs) yeah um it's definitely there's always something fun going on there's always people going uh doing whatever um i've always really enjoyed the kind of I guess, chaos that fraternities bring, especially now that I, you know, kind of know people, especially in this one particular fraternity that I hang out at a little bit. I always feel super safe there, but I still get to kind of experience the chaos without really being in danger. I've got some good friends in it. So I always know that I'm safe, which is definitely a really nice feeling.
1: Yeah. And something that we want to touch on too, is like, when you think of like going to an event like this, you think of like, jungle juice you think of like what are you consuming while you're there and um for me it's always better to you know prepare beforehand unless you know people um be a person who's strapped always um and someone who also like recognizes like You don't know a lot of these people. So, you know, you see someone cute, you want to talk to them, maybe just get their number for the night and kind of get to know if they're a human that like you can interact with or see yourself interacting with. Um, that is not a uh, creepy or crazy. Um, we also have friends that are really gay- great at pulling people away. There have been a number of times where you do not want to interact in a social situation. And that's where those friendships that we talked about in the episode before come in clutch because you give them one look, um, whether it's like an okay sign with terror in your eyes or, um, <laughs> Uh, step away from the person that you're talking to and they'll come save you.
0: I think that's definitely like a good going out rule in general. There are always people and things that are happening that are unsafe. I would say a lot of rules that I think apply to fraternities honestly apply to bars in general. You should just be conscious of your surroundings. You shouldn't take drinks from people that you don't know. There's a lot of different rules that you should just be aware of. And obviously we talked about those a ton in the last episode.
1: Yeah. And as we're shifting more to talking about bars, I want to say that bars are expensive. Clubbing is expensive. At U of I, we have deals, so um, it can be less expensive, but um, in the city, for example, going out, it can cost you upwards of $20 a drink. So with that, your own discretion, I think a big group is really great. (laughs) you can split something, you can um, concoct it in a way where it's a little less expensive. Like this weekend, I went out with a bunch of friends, the total ended up being under $30 a person, which is like really good for a night out in the city. Um, And a really good way also to have more people around you. So if you want to explore different places, maybe split up, you have that option.
0: Yeah. You should tell them a little bit more about your
1: weekend Liv. It was great. So, um, a couple of my sorority sisters and I, um, we went out um, to Treehouse. So, I've never been there before. I'm trying to hit up all the different establishments in Chicago, if you will, before I uh, expand past my prime. Before I'm before that time is over. Um, and we got there, and one of our friends actually had a deal going, so. The first uh little bit of the night was completely uh free, which is great. Um, pays to know someone, I guess, <laughs> or it doesn't pay because you don't need to pay for it. Um and then afterwards, uh the place itself turns into like like the upstairs area is like a nightclub area with like dancing and really good music. And I hung out with a bunch of people and we really got to like feel out that establishment, definitely will be going there again soon. Um, But you know, there are times when um, one might drink too much, one might indulge themselves a little bit too much in the wonder water. And then um, that's where those good friends come to take care of people. So the end of the night, to be honest, for many associates within this group was a blur the Uber ride home was an experience, one that some could say has already been forgotten. And um, <laughs> the next day was absolutely delicious because all of a sudden IHOP appeared in front of me uh through a really sweet friend of mine. Um, and that was my third time trying IHOP. It was delicious. Um, the hash browns with the cheesy eggs go really hard. <laughs> um <laughs> but um That's what I'll say is, um, definitely it's definitely worth a try. And I mean, I think that like, go crazy, go, go whatever you need to go, but do it in a way where like the next day you're able to fully recover. I think that's something I I've learned the hard way throughout my early, early legal age of drinking is that, um, you need to learn how to function and need to learn how to like pace yourself so that you're accordingly acting so that the next day you uh, um can conduct yourself in an appropriate manner and by that i mean can do the chores that you have to do can maybe get your life back on track and aren't stuck maybe sleeping in way 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 too long
0: <laughs> yeah i've definitely had several of those nights myself i think uh for us at least, obviously we spent a lot of time exploring the bars here on campus. And what Liv's kind of talking about is more so of exploring the bars in the city, which I think as we've actually gotten to be a legal age, uh, we both had a ton of fun doing. I will tell you a little bit about some of my favorite experiences at the campus bars. So here at U of I, there are three main, I would say, campus bars live. Do you agree? There's a few other ones scattered around. Yeah,
1: there are a few other ones. I'm a big fan of the ones that are like the breweries that are in like the uh, downtown Champaign area, but there are a couple, you know, grimy college places to go. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So I would say the three main bars, I mean, especially we're talking about bars on campus. So the ones, you know, I think that are the most popular are called cams, Joe's and lion. If you go here, obviously, you know, those three bars, Um, they're pretty much staples in almost every undergraduate's career. Uh, For me, I've always been a big fan of lion. I think that (laughs) (laughs) there is something about uh, lion. I would say is probably the grimiest of the grimy ones. And I think that I really enjoy how chaotic it is, especially for me, uh, when I turned 19, the only campus bar that was really open at that time was Lion, because Cam's was closed um, and Joe's is a little bit farther away from everything else. So everyone was going to Lion for a really long time. And I got really used to kind of how chaotic it is. And I've always really loved that. Liv, I think that you have a little bit of a different opinion, right?
1: Yeah, no, I, my first ever really experience in college bars was Joe's, but then for the most part, uh, Cam's. But I will say, like, I'm someone who doesn't particularly really like going out to these bars. I mean, there's times where, like, the music is great, for, but for the most part, they're really packed. They're overcrowded and um i have to deal with a lot of people i do not want to deal with or potentially see or run into uh you'll run into everyone the one person you don't want to see will be there that no is something that we've learned the easy way and the hard way um specifically if you're trying to avoid someone um and i would say that i th- i rate them kind of on a scale of music and i will say that there are certain like establishments where um if you do not have liquid courage, you're not going to have a good time there. Um, (laughs) speaking as someone who did a lot of, who did a lot of their junior year as like someone who was sober, someone who didn't really drink that much still doesn't really, um, it was really hard to attend a lot of those, um, Places At times, not because I didn't love the people I was going with. I love uh, spending time with my friends. But I think just like watching everyone kind of be obliterated was just not my cup of tea. Um, And I definitely um, found myself questioning as to why we do this as 20 year olds. um, And how campus party culture begins to exist almost in a way.
0: I I definitely have had a different experience where I really enjoy kind of, I guess, the chaos of it. I think I like that there's a certain amount of not knowing this when you go out to a bar, especially on campus. But then there's also this little bit of security where there are people around that, you know, you're not super far away from home. Uh, with that being said, obviously, I've gotten a little bit older. I've kind of been around the block with these several bars a few times. Um, and while I obviously still enjoy going to them, I think that I'm kind of reaching the point where I'm a little over it. And that's definitely something I've even talked to my junior, my friends who are juniors about, and they don't really understand. Um, One of them recently just said to me, I kind of get what you're saying about feeling a little bit old once you turn 21. Um, But there are certainly, I mean, I would say Liv and I've had so many fun nights there together. One of our very first times ever hanging out was there actually.
1: Yeah. So that was a great experience. I was meeting my big, um, but I didn't know she was my big yet. Um, shout out Emily. And, um, Zoe was like, you have to come out with us. It was a Wednesday night. I really didn't want to go. Somehow she had wrangled me into it. I have no idea how.
0: Um, I've always been good at that. I've always been good at convincing people to go out. Yeah.
1: But I went and there was my whole family. So I met every single person that was uh, still a student at U of I that was in my family. And I was like, this is so crazy that they all just like happened to be here on this night. And then come the next day, I find out why exactly they were all there. Um, so I think that was honestly a good icebreaker into breaking me into, um, my, uh, sorority family in a way, because I got to meet them at a really informal level. I was super nervous about big little the next day. Um, and that was a really good experience. Actually, I think we got taco burrito King after which, um, is delicious. Um, Their burritos are covered in cheese. And for those of you guys that don't know, nacho cheese is the superior American condiment. And yes, I call it a condiment because it can go on literally everything.
0: Oh my God. That was definitely one of those nights that we maybe had a little bit more alcohol than we kind of thought we were going to. I think I've had several, several nights like that at cams and lion, of course, but and those two, I think, are the two that we frequent more often. They're a little bit closer to where we live currently on campus. And honestly, I think they're just a little bit more popular in general. I've also had some really good, fun day drinking there. Um, going to There's a thing at U of I called Block. Um, and Block is, it's named after the Block I. Uh, so it's during the day. It's supposed to be during like football games. So it's like noon to four on Saturdays. Um, but it goes pretty much all semester and you can go in, you can get uh, drinks on a discount and lots of people go cause things are cheaper. Like it's cheaper for the weekend. Uh, it's super fun. It's always like the right amount of crowded. I would say, I think especially these campus bars, there is kind of a prime time of going. So whether that's a certain weekday or, um, uh, like the weekend during a certain time, I think there's like a right amount of crowded. Like you want it to be kind of crowded, but not too crowded where you can't walk anywhere. And in my opinion, Block is always that way. It's always super fun. There's always the right amount of people there. And I would say a lot of our friends go, which I think makes it a lot more fun. So I've Yeah. Definitely- and
1: with Block, you also get wristbands, meaning that you don't have to pay cover. And cover exists everywhere. It varies. In Miami, it's $50 to $100, depending on where you go. In Chicago, it can be upwards of $60. And that's what you pay to get into the establishment. Um, and Zoe's making a frowny face right now because um, often it just gets you in the door. It doesn't really do anything for you. So that's like another caveat of maybe going out and participating in uh, act, like drinking out, out out in the street rather than... Um, maybe staying back at home and having like a wine night or something like that.
0: Yeah, I uh, the campus bars are no stranger to cover. Their cover is usually $5, maybe 10 on the weekends. Um, but one of the perks of being a sorority is that you'll get these wristbands for block. So you'll get Saturday daytime cover um, for free, which is super, super fun. So then it really encourages a lot of people to go because they don't have to pay cover. And a lot of your friends are there. It's definitely, I think we've had some of our most fun daytime drinking events there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And um, with cover, I think the inevitable statement comes, you need to carry cash. You need to carry all those things. And um, I'm no stranger to not having some on me. And I think that everyone is at one point or the other. So it becomes apparent that to go out, you need to kind of plan a little bit in advance. So whatever job you're working at, however you um, get money um, for your spending, um, you need to remember that. Otherwise, you will have to pay a fee to use an ATM, which um, is everywhere. It's not just uh, U of I exclusive. And that is super frustrating. Nothing is more frustrating to me during the night is when on top of whatever amount you're paying to get in, you have to also pay that transaction fee. And that
0: angers me. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And I've definitely been in situations where I wanted to go out and ended up having to pay that stupid transaction fee and it's $3, but that $3, you know, you just, you're always kind of like pinch yourself because you're like, oh man, I shouldn't, I should have just thought ahead more. Um, yeah.
1: And, and as we're talking about that, I think that goes into, um, um, Going out is just expensive in general. Um, And I think that as you're budgeting for what you're going to do in your free time, um, that's one of those things that I found myself considering more and more as I'm uh, starting to emerge more into the nightlife.
0: Yeah, I think for me too, I definitely, you know, have a section of my budget that's for going out because it's something I enjoy. And I do like being able to do it when I want to. So when I think about where I'm going to spend my money, it's definitely, um, Something I definitely like, certainly consider. Uh, I think another kind of transition point uh, from U of I bars is back to Chicago bars. I I think recently have we live and I have both been you know kind of exploring a little bit more nightlife in general. Whether that's Chicago, I just went to Panama City Beach. I explored some bars there. Um, I went to uh, a few bars when we were in New Orleans. We went to. So we've had a little bit of time exploring bars in several different cities. Um, and honestly, I think nightlife is really different depending on really what city you're in. I think in Chicago, it's fairly similar to what it's like at U of I. And I don't know if that's a regional thing or if it's more of a coincidence. But uh, what I've experienced in you know the South is that it's a lot uh, more relaxed, I would say, uh people aren't necessarily like as intense there's maybe not a cover um they don't always check your ideas intensely it's just a little bit less I think intense um where I think in the city especially you're seeing a lot of people that are maybe wearing heels that are kind of dressed up a little bit more you're seeing I don't know I would say a little bit more in just intensity? What would you say? Not
1: even, not even intensity. I would say the style of clothing that you wear to go out is very, very different. I would say it's not casual in other places, but I would say based on my own experiences. And then I think your own too, um, you're going to present yourself differently, which goes back and out into like, what are you most confident in at the time? Right? Like, um, I might be comfortable wearing like a sweatshirt and yoga pants, uh, to go to like block at, um, cams. But uh, when I go out in Chicago, I might put on like a cute pair of booties and, uh, some jeans and a leather jacket. Um, and those are not mutually exclusive. And then maybe, um, down South or maybe even just for me in general, like I might cover myself in ways that like, are a little bit more conservative, almost in a way, just to like adhere to where at whatever scene you're in, kind of reading the room almost.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big part of going out is kind of reading the room. And I think that's honestly part of why traveling can be a little bit scary, um, especially when you plan on go doing nightlife there, because you don't really know what the clubs look like. I think now something that I've definitely utilized when I traveled is, you know, my phone looking up XYZ City Nightlife, because... Seeing what it looks like, seeing what kind of place you're going to really can change, you know, like what you're going to wear, what's going to make you feel comfortable, what the atmosphere is going to be like. Um, Honestly, how drunk you're going to want to be, because some places you want to enjoy the scenery more than you want to enjoy the drinks. Um, So I think that's a huge part of going out, and especially as I've gotten older and I've, you know, kind of explored more places, that's been really interesting to me is seeing how different areas, you know, do their nightlife.
1: Yeah. And like, I've been out of the country a couple of times. I went to Puerto Rico a couple summers ago and um, just there was like trying everything that was new, right? It was trying the different kinds of drinks that for example, aren't that you're not going to try mojito. Maybe, maybe you will, maybe mojitos are your drink. They're not my drink of choice, but um, so it was like trying all the different flavors because when was I going to try a purple mojito, or like a guava mojito, if not in a place that has an abundance of fresh fruit that they make it fresh right then and there. So it's like little things like that, which, um, are kind of fun to do. That's like, that's like the beauty of exploring it. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that was something when I was in Israel over the summer, that was really fun to me. Uh, I had always heard that the clubs there were really, really fun. Um, And they really are, it's because so many people there, I mean, it's a smaller country. So, uh, you know, in the areas where there are clubs, there's a lot of people that want to club. And so it makes their clubs really, really fun. Um, And also, I think I really enjoyed, especially when I've traveled, trying different things. Like I like to drink beer. So trying different craft beers has been really fun, especially, you know, when I was in the Middle East, trying Middle Eastern beers was really different than trying beers, you know, in Europe and in North America.
1: Yeah, I mean, I cannot say I'm one to connoisseur in that uh, variety myself. I'm not my drink of choice, um, but <laughs> but I mean, like that's that's the beauty of it is like you you as an individual get to like kind of customize your own experiences to your own life too. Um, and I mean that goes to say that like that's why we all have preferences into what we want to do. Like my favorite thing to do is to like maybe have friends over that, um, like, I'm really close to, um, maybe have, like, a event, like, we have a rooftop, so having, like, people over to, like, hang out on a roof, and just having um, that, like, group of, like, and not everyone knows everyone, but you generally know that the people that are coming to your house are people that you uh, know that you will have a good time interacting with, and then, like, being able to kind of, make the experience your own. Like we threw a party for unofficial, which is the unofficial St. Patrick's day celebration at U of I. And our roommate Allie was putting together shamrock shake shots. So our roommate Emily was putting together green mimosas. So we were able to like have a fun theme with it. And that's like the, that's the part that really gets me as I love a theme, give me a theme. I eat that up. Like it's no one's business. Like I love the idea of uh, planning what you're wearing so that you're all matching. I love um, the idea of doing stuff together and like organizing like a Valentine's Day thing. Like it, for me, that's what really gets me going.
0: And I think I'm kind of on the opposite spectrum of Liv is I really enjoy going to places, you know, I've never been before. I really enjoy talking to like, like meeting new people. I really enjoy while, yes, I love going out with friends, I love kind of exploring new places with my friends. So whether well, that's a club, you know, kind of really intensely dancing, I love, you know, kind of that aspect of a little bit more of an intense, uh, <laughs> like a little bit less of relaxed, uh, like going out experience, I guess.
1: Yeah. And my re- favorite relaxed experience, for those of you guys that don't know, is I am a Good Reward connoisseur. I am um a big believer in that um fun little appetizers really do make the night. So um for my friends that have that are listening, you I have most definitely made you a charcuterie board. Um <laughs> and like a cute little glass of wine with it. But um that's my favorite type of night with like games and You get to play a bunch of them. Um, It's about spending time with my friends and I appreciate that intimacy.
0: Yeah, I get that. And I feel like that's kind of, you know, in a way how I feel about going to bars is that it's kind of an intense moment when you really are with so many people, but you really only know two or three of them that are with you. Maybe even if it's six, seven or eight people that you really know. I think there's some interesting intimacy that happens when you're going out with friends. Uh, that I really, really enjoy, obviously. I think it's kind of I think it's really fun to, you know, experience random people experience random things like, you know, with your closest friends because it's like, oh my God, now we have this funny memory of X,Y,Z going on or um, so I think that's another part of it for me, too is, you know, the intimacy aspect of it of I'm here. I'm watching these people, I'm watching these funny interactions. Um, I really enjoyed that part of going out, I think.
1: Favorite memory of going out, Zoe? Give me a little rundown.
0: Oh my gosh, my favorite memory going out? I think that's a really hard question because I feel like there's so many categories and I, we're going to talk a little bit more about U of I specifically kind of categories of going out. But I think, oh, this is a hard question. My favorite memories going out, I think were always kind of the unexpected ones. I think those nights when um you know you're you get texted to go out at nine o'clock and they say we're leaving at 9 30 let's do it let's go um I think those have always been my favorite kind of nights because you're like all right I guess I'm going we're having a good time it's gonna be a fun whatever the kind of nights when you're like I have no expectations for the night I don't even know who's gonna be there I barely had time to pick out an outfit well as much as you know that I love picking out my outfits (laughs) Um, I think those are some of the the most fun nights because you had no expectation for it where things like unofficial as much as it's fun it's something that you know you kind of look forward to you know what's going to happen you know it's going to be a good time Um, but those nights where just somehow everyone ended up having a fun night those are definitely some of my favorites what about you Liv?
1: I would agree. I would say the best thing about those nights is that I wear the same thing on repeat. So um, I have, for those of you guys that don't know, a white top and black leather pants, and everyone knows. Um, Everyone asks what I'm wearing. I pull that up and all they can do is giggle. Um, (laughs) Those are good nights. I would say the best nights are also the ones where um, I get to spend time with people before and make it maybe like the, may, not a day of it, but like the evening of it. So maybe go get dinner beforehand, um, like spend some time at uh, someone's house beforehand and like catch up specifically if I hadn't seen someone in a really long time. So like this weekend I spent time with a bunch of people that I just hadn't seen in a minute and yeah. it was super duper great to be able to meet up with them beforehand and like actually have a conversation with them and then go out to have like one of the best nights of my of my year so far yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I feel like yeah it looked like you had a lot of fun this weekend I'm glad that you got to have one of those nights kind of a crazy just fun silly goofy night
1: yeah and you know gotta 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 love being a woman <laughs>
0: <laughs> do we want to talk a little bit more about U of I kind of specific things uh, or maybe so college things I guess
1: yeah no I think we covered like block a little bit. I'm th- thinking about cover, anything else we want to really mention?
0: I think one of the biggest parts about U of I that I have really enjoyed is tailgating. I know uh day drinking is something that I've brought up a few times, <laughs> but tailgating is kind of in uh, I guess, opposition to block. So at football games, most people heard of tailgating. Um, at U of I, we tailgate pretty intensely and honestly, I've been to several tailgates that I didn't even know who was playing in the game, let alone was I going to it. Yeah, I think those are some of the funnest tailgates when you've got, you know, all these people who are just there to have a good time during the day, care about their school, having a good team, but, you know, not so much. It's not really why I'm there. I'm there to, you know, hang out with the friends, hang out with um, whoever's in town for the weekend, get some good food. I think tailgates are definitely a really good fun option. I will say though, I think that you need a lot of people to have a successful tailgate and that can be a little bit difficult.
1: Yeah, I I enjoy them as well. My favorite part about them is when it's like homecoming weekend. That's why I'm really excited to go next year when my sister attends U of I, but um, it's like the hot chocolate beforehand and like the donuts you get to eat and then everyone gets to go and then you're at the game and maybe you'll have like cheese fries or nachos and, um, sip on a cold one, like things like that. (laughs) And that, I don't know. I I do agree. That's fun. It's also really great to show off your school pride. That's like a time where you really get to, we get to pull out in our orange and blue attire and prove to the world why orange is maybe not the spirit color on me, myself, and I, and why it works on Zoe super well, but, um, No, it's great. And I think that with tailgating comes the inevitable what to wear and uh, how am I going to steal U of I uh, themed apparel from Zoe's closet. Um, So that's always a really fun
0: experience, I think, for all of us, specifically in our apartment. It always comes back to how is everyone going to steal Zoe's clothes? (laughs) And who gets into her room first and raids the boxes without telling her? I think for me, the I think sometimes the funnest memories happen after the night's already over. You know, you've left the bar and you've gone home, you've maybe gotten food, you've uh, I don't know, run into someone funny on the street. Do you have any funny memories you want to share about that?
1: I would say the best thing for me has just been trying these like foods that I don't necessarily eat like on a regular, but I get the chance like I just end up doing because other people want to go. So um there's a place called a fat sandwich at U of I, and they're notorious for making these sandwiches filled with like the stuff that does not belong in the sandwich. So think like French fries, cheese curds, um, all the fixings. And that was super fun. Um, I mean, I would say like another really great thing is when you're leaving and you run into someone and you end up like being able to hang out with them the rest of the night, you go back to maybe their apartment and exactly. you get to see them a little bit more. Um, and then you're chatting, you end up ordering food together, you watch a movie that you probably might not have seen, but they somehow have HBO Max Plus
0: Supreme, whatever the
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think at U of I, at least we call this afties a lot of times. So wherever you're going after the bar, that means it's afties. Um, so I've definitely spent my fair share of afties in fraternity houses friends, apartments, you know, you name it. We've done AFTIs there. Um, I think one of my very favorite memories was just recently. Um, We had gone to, I think it was cams and someone said something that was, it was kind of one of those random Tuesday nights. We had decided to go out on a whim um, and, you know, we stayed longer than we thought we were going to. We were there till one and someone, as we were leaving, I, I think it was our roommate, Allie, was just like we have to get taco bell and as much as i love taco bell i was not thinking this was going to be the way the night turned um but we got the taco bell we ordered it and because allie wanted it so badly uh she actually ended up ordering six of her quesaritos without meat on them by accident when she meant to order one (laughs) And it was absolutely hilarious because we got there and she was like, they gave us six for free. And then two minutes later she looks, she goes, oh no, I paid for these. <laughs> and it was so funny because we all, we just had so many quesadillas we were all a little bit drunker than we probably should have been, but it was just one of those nights that, you know, you just, you don't forget because it was just the quesadrito night.
1: Yeah. Or I will never forget when I came to visit a couple weeks ago, um, I stayed out a little bit later than everyone else um, because I had run into someone that I know. And then um, I get back and they had been waiting for their Taco Bell for um literally forever. I think that I got I got home like a little bit past midnight and everyone had left around like 10. And I walk into the living room and there's just angry calls to um, the local hotline of what they're going to do and how they are going to (laughs) find this food and bring it into our apartment
0: (laughs) yeah moral of the story the ladies of our apartment do like some taco bell when we've had a little bit to drink
1: (laughs) yeah my favorite thing actually after a night out is cooking for people so I'm notorious for (laughs) cooking just in general. general Um, and I think one of my favorite experiences was after my entire apartment, we all went and did something. I was like, I really want to make mac and cheese. So I turned to Zoe. Zoe's my first target of all always. <laughs> Zoe will never say no to some mac and cheese. And I appreciate it. Cause I love cooking for people. And Zoe's like, of course. And then I like turn around, like, does anyone else want some, some people are like, maybe, maybe not To sum it up. I made a, a family sized, um, <laughs> pot of mac and cheese but i'm not talking the box mac and cheese i'm talking the roux that you yeah <laughs> that you she's whipping with, it up <laughs> i'm talking like with milk with um flour like make it nice and smooth and then put in the cheese i make mine a little spicy and i had just a lot of leftovers so um everyone got to try some And everyone was very full and I was very happy because I got to experiment once again on trying a new recipe under maybe not the most pristine circumstances.
0: (laughs) I had a really good time. That was one of those really fun uh, evenings. And I definitely benefited from Liv's love of cooking for everyone.
1: (laughs) It's just like my favorite thing to do. food is just the gateway to the soul.
0: Uh, I also will note that eating before you go to bed that night, when, on especially on those nights when you've had a little bit more than you think you should have, definitely helps with the feeling the next morning. Uh,
1: and the recovery, uh, definitely a big, big, big staple for me is that glass of water by my bedside table, slaying out my pajamas before so that I'm ready to just jump into them
0: as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. It's definitely a, a staple when going out for sure. Um, I know we've touched on a lot of things about going out. Are there any other stories that you want to share today, or are we gonna save them for maybe another episode? I think we're gonna do another one sometime when we tell a little bit more stories, less our opinions on going out, but more so about stories.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you, Zoe. I wanna leave people on a bit of a cliff hanger, if you will. Um, but I think something for us that would be super helpful is let us know what you want to hear from us. Um, we had a couple friends reach out to us and, uh, give us a little snapshot on what they want to hear, but we would love to hear from you. So shoot us a message over Instagram at Corm to Norm, uh, shoot us a text. If you, uh, happen to have our number saved in your phone and let us know What kind of story times you want to hear from us? What kind of topics you want us to explore next as we begin kind of more of the actual diary part of um, this podcast?
0: Yeah, I think we definitely want to get into some storytelling. Liv and I are uh, definitely no strangers to having a good story or two. So I am super excited to share with you guys some crazy things that we've done, uh, crazier things that we've witnessed. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll leave you on that little bit of a cliffhanger. Um, and if it's okay with you, Liv, I think we're going to say bye to this episode.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate all the feedback, all the comments, all the love, and we appreciate those who have made it this far to the very end.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys, uh, in two weeks now that we're starting to do bi-weekly. So you'll see you guys in two weeks on Corn to Norm. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. Uh,
1: Happy Friday. Let's get after this weekend.
0: Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Bye.